ladies and gentlemen, from Chicago, Illinois, introducing first, Hank 312, and his partner in crime, the incidental nerd, together they are, rustling talk and randomness, and this is, let's talk to episode number six, yep, nailed it, of Wrestling Talk Randomness Presents, let's talk about wrestling, it's your boy Hank312, sitting here with the Incidental Nerd, and this week we are joined by none other than the godfather of Lucha Libre in Chicago, (laughs) Illinois, if you've been around, you know who he is, you heard him laugh, you probably already know who it is, it's Carlos, what's up Carlos? Hey, what's going on guys? Thanks for having me on the show today. Hey, Thanks man. for joining us. Thank you for coming. Thanks for, uh, you know, taking the mask off and taking the boots off and coming to join us, brother. I'm joking, no mask. But... <laughs> no mask, no boots. No mask, no boots. But, yeah, we just, uh, if, if you were listening, we just got done eating some tacos on uh, on the Facebook Live. We uh, we got some people that, you know, threw some questions out. And, uh, you know, pretty excited because we got really nothing planned. So we're just going to sit here, chill, and uh, kind of get to know Carlos and kind of tell us your backstory, man. Yeah, and 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 yeah, that's exactly where I was gonna go first. Is oh. I, I'd love to hear. I mean, obviously, you're passionate about wrestling. You you you're putting on a show weekly, right? No, right yeah. now we're we're at a, a couple times a month. I actually dropped back because uh, over the last two years, we started bringing in like you know the Pentas, the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. So we had to raise our ticket prices. Sure. So obviously, it was not a matter of where we drawn. It was a matter of can people handle a high ticket price every week? Right. I mean, we were doing all local guys. Ten dollar tickets you can handle every week. Right. Yeah. Twenty five dollar tickets. You know, you got to think about people's pockets. Sure. And, and you know, not even that, but it's something I I, I definitely want to touch on later. But the, them the Latinos, they're 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 a rough crowd because you know if you raise a ticket price on them and they're like, oh, whoa, who does this guy think he is? <laughs> well, you know, what, believe it or not, nobody's complaining about the tickets. And oh, one of the no things, way. one of the things that we've actually done. Uh, the highest ticket we've had was a forty dollar ticket, but okay. that was for Galley Money in two thousand seventeen. Nice. And I actually did it. We we have a Tuesday podcast in Spanish, and I yeah. the read the, the way I did it. And when I bring in the bigger names, I mm-hmm. actually did it. I tried to do it with L.A. Park. I did it with the Lucha Brothers. The first time we brought them in together, I threw it out there. Would you pay forty dollar tickets to watch the Lucha Brothers because the Galley Arena is not that big? It's more intimate. Yeah. So so to bring in names like that. Obviously, there's not a thousand seats to make the money back. Right, right, right. So I threw it at the fans. I said, if I can get a hundred reserves for Lucha Brothers, I'll book them. I had the hundred reserves by the next day. Beautiful. So, wow. that, so that that's how I kind of base my ticket price. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, uh, so right now, depending on you know, we've been trying to stay twenty five and under. We're doing thirty for the next show because it's Italia Hall. I mean, not this Sunday, but the one coming for right, right. Uh, December 9th. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Italia Hall, which costs some money to get. Gotcha. And, uh, we got Phoenix defending the title versus Arrow Boy, nice. Gringo Loco, Skated Junior, and Bondolero in a five way match. So, nice. Oh, so I mean, I kind of base it on the budget of the of you know what we're bringing in. Makes sense. Yeah, 2017 when we did that, we that we had Lucha Brothers plus La Mascara plus Maximo, so forty dollar tickets. People didn't complain about. Right. No, you're getting a heck of a show. <laughs> so. But but so so let, let's bring it back a little. So what was your original question? What did how did you want to break in? Well, yeah, I just want to kind of um, obviously you love 
you love wrestling uh you must to to be so dedicated where did you where did you get your love from did you just growing up as a child or it's, it's kind of a funny story uh I started going to Lucha Libre when I was 10 years old. My grandfather, he loved going. He was one of those. He was there every Sunday to the point where they knew who he was. Like, nice. you know, this is your seat. Right. How many you want today? <laughs> and uh, that that brought, that you know introduced me to Lucha Libre. The funny thing, like the um, the first day I went to Lucha Libre in my life, Mil Mascaras at the time was like one of the biggest names, Jeez. and he was on the card that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the up and coming wrestlers that uh, became superstars were on the card that day. So it was uh, it was kind of like a, awesome. Yeah. Where, where was that at? I don't know, Calpan, and uh, okay. like, uh, it's not in Mexico City. It's on, like, say, Estado de Mexico. It's right next to Mexico City. It's gotcha. like a borderline. Gotcha. And uh, when I came back, I was excited about wrestling, but I didn't like, where can I see it in the States? And my godfather was really into it, and he's like, well, you know, we can watch wrestling here, too. And we started watching AEW. AWA was yeah. one right. to watch back sure. then. And he took me to some shows at the Ampton Theater. Back when, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan, Jesse the Body, Ventura, yeah. uh, Dick the Bruiser, those guys. Right. To be honest territory with you. Territory days, right? Yeah, territory. And uh, to be honest with you, even as a kid, I found AWA kind of boring. Okay. But that's what I could watch. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, I got into it. And um, that's how I became a fan. And I just pretty much grew up watching it. I pretty much got away from it for years uh, mm-hmm. as I got older. Uh, but one time, I, I got to say, I was like 20 years old. I was just flipping channels at night, and I went to TBS, and I saw Eddie Guerrero coming down the ramp, and I couldn't believe it because I had seen him in Mexico. I'm like, okay. Oh, what is Eddie doing on, on American TV? And then, uh, and I just kept watching the show, and like a few, like a couple matches later, it was Rey Mysterio went to Guerrero and La Parca. I was like, well, what yeah. the hell is going on? So then I started reading about it. It's like, oh, how they all left AAA, and that's when the NWO thing was going on, right. and it became like... Huge at WCW, yeah. they had some of the greatest uh, luchadors um, at that time. Yeah. It was great. Well, I was WCW. I actually watched it till the end, even though it sucked at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just stayed loyal. To be honest with you, I never paid attention to WWE or WWF yeah. until the day the Radicals showed up. No way. That's the first time I turned the channel and said, "Okay, let me see what's going oh, on." Shit. Okay. But I wasn't. A, I was never a WWE fan. Well, well, WCW did it right though because they. They gave you the, like, unfortunately, yes, they ran themselves into the ground, but they gave you the alternative. They gave you Eddie Guerrero, and like you said, Juventud and La Parca and all these incredible luchadors that if you're a casual at the time, like myself, I, I was much younger. I had nowhere else to watch this stuff, and the internet wasn't what it was anymore, and I was too young to do tape training, so I didn't know what anything else was. So so I see these guys come up, and it's like, obviously, as a young, as a young, uh, as a young man, uh... You see Rey Mysterio, and it's just like, holy crap, this guy looks like a superhero. He's small, he moves quick, but then growing up, like, Eddie Guerrero has, like, the softest spot in my heart, man. Like, I think that guy was, like, an all-time great. No, to, to me, and, uh, you know, I'm going to probably get I'll get some critics in Mexican wrestling, American wrestling. Yeah. To me, he's the best ever. Okay. Because he had an advantage over everybody. One thing, he was bilingual. Yes. So he could work both sides. But how many guys can you mention that can do lucha, can do American, can, can cut a promo in English, and cut a promo in Spanish? Nobody can do that. Not even Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Right. I'm not, I got nothing against Rey Mysterio. But uh, Eddie's promos were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he backed it up because he was good. Yeah. That, I mean, his, me, that character yeah, was... Yeah, the character he had, he's, a, he's and he's the one who made me a fan. I'm not lying to you. The day he died, I was watching a TNA uh, pay-per-view. I didn't know that happened. Okay. I was my kid. I'm like... And then I saw the Dudley boys come out, 
And they said, you know, vaya con Dios, hermano. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Oh, no. So my like, kid, you know, again, like, so and then my kid, I'm not ashamed. I, I, I got a tear in my eye. Like, I was yeah. just that, I was a diehard Eddie Guerrero fan. Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah. hey, no shame, dude. I, I cried, man. Yeah. Like, just this week, it was the 13 year anniversary of his passing, which just sounds ridiculous. It's been 13 years already. Yeah. It's well, I still watch the tape and I choke up. The, 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 the tribute. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, there's once once in a while, you know, like, I'll, I'll be at home and, you know, you watch Facebook and you see a video and then you see the next video and then it yeah. goes, and then you're like 57 videos in and then it's like an Eddie Guerrero tribute. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I do I do the same thing. In fact, uh, everybody makes fun of me because I was like, I've been trying to find an Eddie Guerrero character since Galley started. Like, nobody can do it. No, he, he's... One of a kind. He's yeah. one of a kind, man. And uh, yeah. it's... In, in my me personally, he's in my top three of all time. Just because, like you said, to me, he did it all, man. Um, you know, English, Spanish. He cut a great promo. He was good in the ring. He looked physical. He looked. Mm-hmm. He never looked outmatched. Like he was in there with Brock Lesnar, and he didn't look like a small guy. You know, no, he could wrestle anybody. That's yeah. the thing with him. That's a, you know, I tell you though, uh, another story that's uh, when me as a kid growing up, like yeah. a little kid, I was like 10, 11 years old, so I was already watching both American and Mexican wrestling. Nice. I always had my little ring. <laughs> and I always did mixed matches. Like I'd have Hulk Hogan wrestle Kanek. Uh, nice. The Villanos wrestle like uh, the what was Demolition? the guys, the Freeboard the Freeboard, Freeboard. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So as when I grew up and I say WCW, they're men. They they never really mixed it up. That's one of the things I think they screwed up. And you know one of the things that people don't know, WCW never took advantage of the merchandise with the luchador. No. There was never mass at the arena or nothing. Vince like took it to another level. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> when I started Gali, it was a traditional lucha libre show. To be honest with you, by the sixth month, I was bored out of my head. Yeah, like, yeah. The guys that were helping me run it to this day don't know how to run a show. I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> but uh, the shows were running four and a half hours because every match was two out of three falls. Oh no! Oh, wow. You can't have rookies doing two out of three falls. No. And we were doing. I tell the guy, I'm getting bored. He's like, you don't know what you're doing. But a, a little quick story. Uh, uh, I ended up becoming a wrestling promoter because of Chinese buffet at the Five Star Swap Mart. How? Uh, <laughs> you know, I was gonna. Ask I'm you. gonna tell you the story. Yeah, how, did you, get, so how did you become my, a promoter? Uh, I started a boxing gym in 2006 because I was a I was a boxer. Okay. In my last fight, I had a torn retina, so I had to retire okay. from boxing. And I opened a boxing gym just to, uh, the, yeah. to so I could still be involved. In my league. first ring was an old lucha libre ring. Okay. That I bought from an old wrestler. Okay, the story was we were putting the ring up, and there's a guy eating at the Chinese buffet. We used to be right across from him in the hallway. So okay. Not where we yeah. are now. We've, we've always been part of the mall, but we're in a different spot. <laughs> so he walks over, and he's like, is that a Lucha Libre ring? I said, yeah. He's like, I know the ring. He's like, would you let me train guys on Saturday and Sunday in your ring? I said, okay, that's fine. Nice. So that was the, that was the first one. And uh, fast forward, like uh, like a month later, Guy by the name of Brian Garza okay. uh, was eating at the Chinese buffet. Comes over and he's like, you know what? Like I got some friends that were interested in training. Can we would you let us use your ring? Next day, I'm putting the ring together for an exhibition show. The mall let me run for a boxing show. Okay. James Russo. Yeah. Or, um, James. I can't say his last name. Camioni. I can't say his real last name. Him. He <laughs> Let's keep a, it kayfabe. That, that was his. That was his buddy, Brian uh, Ryan Garza, and oh, another okay. guy, and he said, you know, we're, we want to start a wrestling uh, promotion. Would you let us train here? <laughs> and I said, okay. So I was like, well, how many guys are you bringing in? And I'm not kidding. They showed up with 18 guys like the oh, next day. Train. <laughs> the, the, James will tell you the story. He'll confirm it. He was he was part of the first time ever breaking down the galley ring because <laughs> <No way. laughs> he was there to talk to me about business. Okay. That's how we met. 
Uh, and so what year was this? 2007. Okay. So what happened was it was supposed to be a boxing exhibition, but the guy who got me the ring is a friend of mine. Actually, he's my cousin. He was a referee in Lucha Libre. Yeah. He said, why don't you put on a couple of Lucha Libre matches? I said, I don't know anybody. Right. And he's like, well, like the guy that was training, they call him Jade. They tell Jade to get some guys. I'm not, I'm not going to. He's like, no, I'll talk to him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so the day of the exhibition, I'm not lying to you, we did black and white flyers, like 200 flyers, passed them out, free show to promote Robles Boxing. I'm not lying to you, like 700 people showed up. What? We couldn't even believe it. Like wow. the, Even the guy from the mall that didn't want to run his place to me for doing shows, the yeah. minute he's like, is this what you're going to bring? I'm like, I don't know. It's the first time I do it. <laughs> he's like, you can have it for free. Wow. So so, uh, so finally they show up. He said, go talk to the wrestlers so you can meet them. We're gonna How did you fit everybody? Uh, no, it was, it was out in the open area. Oh, the mall. Okay. oh That was nice. on the other side. The mall used to be wide open. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, yeah. It okay. wasn't, I was like the only one there plus a couple businesses. So yeah, like, yeah. literally we had a whole model ourselves. Wow. So make a long story short, uh, he's like, go talk to the wrestlers. I open the door, and I'm not lying to you, there's 18 wrestlers. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, we're, you're supposed to give me two matches. Right. <laughs> They're like, well, they all want to wrestle. I'm like, all right. So I met a bunch of the Lucha veterans from back in that day, and Samurai was one of them, who's Kalisto, nice, Charlie yeah. Manson Jr., who's the mini Maruna. And uh, I tell you, uh, Gringo I met on the second match that we did. Okay. But uh, he was part of the original first, like the real show. So they told me, you know what, uh, we've always um, wanted to have to work with a promoter who would be honest. Is that we keep getting screwed. I said, like, would you would you be interested? I said, okay, let's try a show and see how it goes. <laughs> okay, so that was 432 shows ago. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and, uh, and what happened was, I told you, Galley got really boring after, like, the first six months. But then James had started their school. Okay. And uh, at the time, Tony Scarpone and Bryce showed up to train the guys because I mean they, uh, they I don't think they'll get offended for saying they were backyarders when they right. came when they came to Galley. Right. Uh, but uh, they came in to train them the proper way. Right. And Tony Scarpone came to me and he said like Why don't you let us put on some American matches? I said All right. So literally that's how it started. And then uh, we started talking about well let's do some mixed matches like kind of what I did when I was a little kid. Now let's do it for real. Right. And it, it really took off. And that's how uh, the original Underground was born in Galley in 2008. Wow. But, I mean, it was they developed it themselves, but the idea was we had it born yes. in Galley. We did a show at the Odium. It was actually the first time we ever did a stream match. It was Samurai, Gringo Loco, Bryce, and Tony Scarpone <laughs> for the Galley title. Wow. And that night, Samurai won the title. Gringo, uh, Bryce, and Tony beat him up, and they said, we're no longer Galley, we're underground, and that's and we were using the NWO theme music for underground. <laughs> but at the time, like you said, people hadn't seen WCW, and there was no internet, yeah, so yeah. I mean, it got, to this day, <clears throat> that's like the most over stuff we ever did, because, uh, you know, 11 years ago, people thought, you know, in Lucha, now everybody knows it's set up, right? Right. I'm, I know I'm going to piss people off, but it's Kiergraf, but it's right. a show. Yeah. But people still believe this stuff back then. I'm not lying to you. Even Bryce this day, he's like, I was scared that they're the first. Because what we did, once they did that, we did the first Galley versus Underground match in 2008. One of our guys turned it for, and it was like, it wasn't meant to be American versus Mexico, but that's right. what it looked like. Oh, gotcha. So the first Mexican that turned on us, the people wanted to kill him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but then it got so hot. I'm not lying to you. We ran at Cicero Stadium. The fans followed us. We went to Morris Park. They followed us. We went to Glendale Heights. They followed nice. us. And it just developed into something like really big, but uh, then our underground started taking off in Joliet, and and uh, Tony decided to just scrap the whole. Album. So wow. that's how it ended. But that's how we started doing the mix matches. Yeah, yeah. So that's how that's how I ended up being a promoter by accident. <laughs> they, they tricked you into it, huh? Like, yeah. yeah, that's. Uh... I still hate him to this day. 
I actually ran into the guy who sold me the ring last year. I wanted to kill him. <laughs> like, I just wanted to box I was, I, was, I was happy with boxing. I didn't need this in my life. I was just a fan. Shit. But well, no, one of the things I made it, one of the things that I, over the month, you know, I decided, you know, I'm, I, you know, there's little routine stuff, and I'm, I'm going to piss off traditionalists, but uh, it, it turned into a routine, a routine yeah. lucha. Now when you go to Gali, you might see some of the old lucha, but you get to see a mixed match, you see an yeah. American match, you see the high-flying match, you see the traditional lucha. Yeah. And that's kind of what I meant and tried to emphasize. And uh, another quick story, and it's, and uh, I mean, this one, I, I still have the email I sent, and Bryce's uh, uh, witness, <clears throat> when I found out that Right Network was going to do a bilingual TV, uh, TV network, lucha Underground, yeah. I actually sent him an email. I said, look, I said, We've been trying to do a TV show. We mix Mexican with American wrestling. We put a company called Underground. Would you be? Would you consider this? And I showed him some old Gali TV tapings. I sent them. I didn't show anybody. I did. I said they sent it to the what do you call it? Uh, the people that are in charge of uh, the producers, the content, okay. the content department. Gotcha. I'm not shitting you. Six weeks later, like. El Rey Network partners with AAA to start Lucha Underground. Uh. And if you look at the, and like, we still have the proof. If you look at the fonts from Lucha Underground's logo, and you look at Underground's old logo, which we still have banners in the arena, mm -hmm. yeah. those are the fonts. <laughs> oh, man. They basically took our idea and put money into it. Wow. And I, you can sue me for this, but I got videos. Because <laughs> I actually had people like, you can sue Robert Rodriguez for it. At the beginning, I had uh, somebody say, because we used to call the Galley Arena the Galley Underground Arena, because Underground used to run mm -hmm. there. Right. And I got like some comments, oh, you're copying a Lucha Underground. I'm like, no. Go <laughs> on YouTube, there's a 2008 video where it's Galley versus Underground. So. <laughs> First of all, wow. they're copying me. There you go. I'm not saying they copied me. It's just too much of a coincidence. Right, right. You're just... Yeah, like, in fact, Bryce said it. Like, uh, there wink, was, wink. It's <laughs> a big coincidence. I was like, who the hell are you talking to? And I basically sent him an email you know, like, mentioning the idea. No, but it, it's pretty incredible what Lucha Underground did. And, uh, you know... Oh, it, don't get me wrong. I love their concept. Yeah. And it's they, they actually say it's a TV show. And yeah. I don't want, you know, but... Uh, I, I, well, I kind of love about that, like, how absurd it is sometimes. Like, it's a novella. Yeah, like it's, it's a novella, but it's, you know, like, uh, the only thing, uh, I never really, like, I've never watched the whole thing. Okay. Now that I, I, like, finally started watching on Netflix how it actually started. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. It took me forever, but I'll watch, like, episodes and stuff like that. And some of the stuff you said, like you said, it's goofy, but it's a novella. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. That, that's how I feel about it. I mean, you guys get to watch on Netflix and stuff like that. Oh, well, we actually, we have El Rey now, so I get to actually watch the watch the shows as, as they're being broadcast. Um, And, yeah, I love it. I, like, it's actually, because we watch a lot of wrestling. Oh. A lot of wrestling. Like, I, too much. I, too much. Like, 10 to 15, some weeks, 20 hours of wrestling in a week. You know, because we, we, we like to talk to people about it, you know. Want to stay it, up on it, everything? It comes up in the conversation. My wife's like, "Can hey, you go to a party and not talk about Lucha?" I'm like, "I'm not the one who brings it up." <laughs> right. I mean, well, you know, when someone sees you, they know the wrestling. The first, yeah, they talk. They like people start conversation. Well, how's this going with the Lucha? Yeah. I had something funny mm -hmm. really happen uh, last week. Uh, my my son became a loan officer. Oh, right? Okay. So I hooked him up with a company through a guy I met. So I walk in. We're talking to the owner. I, I went into the interview because I wanted to help him get, you know, yeah. set up the right way. Right. So he was like, I want you to talk to my partner. Partner walks in and says, hey, Carlos, what's up? You still doing lucha? <laughs> I knew the owner. I didn't even know he was part of the company. Oh, damn. And I, you know, I had just had the arena closed down. And the guy, we used to run uh, shows at a soccer arena. He's like, well, okay. the, the, you get the arenas available whenever you want. Nice. And I had that, that meeting had nothing to do with wrestling. Man, but there was, right? Yeah. It's always at the forefront. 
Right. So people just bring it up. I mean, is that whenever I go somewhere, most people bring up the lucha, or people that know me from before bring up the boxing. That's well, so it's not my fault. They bring up the conversation. That's what I was going to ask you next. Uh, you know, just, you know, as you see here, you know, we get to know you and hear stories about you. Also, I never, you know, I, I've been at the arena uh, when it was closed, helping James get curtain stuff, and I've seen you got boxing going on, and you got students and stuff like that. Tell me about your boxing, man. Like, how long did you box for? I didn't really. We have. We're not really doing it right now. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've been. I've trained a couple guys. One of my guys got hurt. The other guy decided he wants to do MMA. So, but I don't do it full time. Everyone wants to MMA nowadays, right. right? Yeah, they think it's the glory. But uh, you know what? Wait till you get a knee to the head. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I mean, I've been. I've, I haven't had time to really do it. I've been trying to restart it. That was actually my passion. Okay. Yeah. I never turned pro. I was going to turn pro in 19. I screwed up my back, and I pretty much uh, went from 145 pounds to 245, so that okay. pretty much ended that because <laughs> I couldn't work for, like, over a year. Right, right. So as I got older, I, like, really, I was really out of shape, and uh, I started getting sick, so I, I went back to boxing just to get in shape, right. so I got the itch back. Nice. But I didn't realize when you get older, your flu- the reflexes aren't there no more. Not, not, not with the I injury, actually right? won my last fight. But I almost went blind. Oh, so <laughs> at what cost, right? Yeah, almost so, lost nine. Yeah, well, so like, did, how many matches did you have? Like, how many? Uh, no, I did like sixty-five amateur matches. Oh. I never turned pro. No. Wow. I mean, but, but still, I, that's I, a lot of freaking I, matches. I did. I did in my in my young days. I did spar some of the best pros in the area. Okay. Because I did. I was going to turn pro at nineteen, but everything got screwed up when I screwed up my back. Right. Right. Yeah, at the time, uh, like the big guy, there was a guy in Merrill Park. His name was Luis Lomeli. He was ranked number one to fight Chavez at the time. What? And I was sparring him at least twice a week. Oh, shit. Yeah. So the, I was really into it. I never, I don't think I ever took it serious enough, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah, the, but I mean, I loved it. I loved it, but I wasn't serious enough. I mean, if a party came up on Saturday, I said, I'm going to the party. <laughs> I got you. you. I mean, hey, the parties are your priority. Right. No, not anymore, but uh, <laughs> but then, like I said, the boxing led to me accidentally becoming a wrestling promoter, which I always love being it, but now I get to be actually put it together right right to be honest with you it's 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 really stressing sometimes but what people don't understand is like the day of the show once that uh the lights go on and we're ready to go that's all worth it right every once in a while like some guys will piss me off but i I get over it you know it's it's very different but you know with uh with a few of the guys myself pack and my boy lou we run a charity organization and we do big events especially in march and uh, I, I get what you're saying because that's we have like six, seven hundred people show up to these events, and there's just the day of. There's just so much crap that goes on. Nothing ever goes the way it's supposed to be. But when it's happening, doors open. It's all worth it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. yeah. It's like well, see what a lot of my, like my wife like uh, for a while. She's like, why do you keep doing it? Like I said, as much as you think, you know, all the shit I go through. When I show up and I just show up to the arena and I see the rain, yeah. it like brings me life. It's like, yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know, like, the day that uh, we thought the uh, September 23rd show, when I made the announcement that it was the last show, right? I actually choked up because it, like, I, if, yeah, if it right. came to me, like, okay, this is the end, you know, how hard I worked to get this place, now I got to give it up. Right. Yeah. But people don't realize how all the shit I went through just to get that place. I, and all the sacrifices, not going on vacations for the last seven years. Wow. And that, and that, yeah. Because, you know, it all goes into that. But I think with the stuff that's coming up to, uh, with Kali, it's going to be worth it. We got a, I mean, I, I got permission to talk about it today because there was some, uh, there was like a, what do you want to call it? Like, a, I don't know if you guys saw the video I shared today where Mojo and uh, Ringo, they're going to be the villains in the, in the novella. Oh, nice. <laughs> so they like the the producer actually put him out there today, and I was sharing them, and I'm like, you know, people are asking me what's this about. I said, well, he said, yeah, go ahead and talk about it. 
It's going to be a little like mini novella. It's going to be like a seven episode mini series. Nice. Oh, that's uh, awesome. So people, just so people know, Green One Mojo are going to be the villains in the novella. <laughs> where are we going to? Where are we going to see? Estrella TV. Is it going to be? Oh, Estrella TV. Estrella TV. Nice. And uh, apparently, it's going to end up on Amazon Prime. So. No shit. Uh, so the. You're going to make me get Amazon Prime. Oh, on, hey, cat. Well, you'll be able to see Estrella TV on. I think on all the. It's a local channel now. I think. Oh, okay. okay. So uh, I'll, I'll be sharing it. But uh, it's going to be a cool story. Uh, Mandolero's going to be in it. Uh, you'll see some of the galley matches. The first nice. taping actually before the um, December 9th show. I need people to show up early because the first matches <laughs> is actually going to be it's going to be like a, a tournament that's going to be part of the novella. Hey, oh, okay. Hey, put cool. us down. Yeah. Okay, I'm there. So we, we need, we're going to need a crowd there. So that, that's a good place to do it. We're, all the taping is going to happen at Tally Hall. Awesome. But it's gonna, it's it's cool, and uh, if if it, everything goes as planned, Estrella uh, is supposed to jump on board on the TV show for Galley. Oh man! So that's that's some of the stuff that's coming up. Uh, we're actually looking at, uh, you know, I don't know uh, if you guys haven't been to Galley in a while. Uh, I mean, we got the Half Flyer Cup this week. Phoenix defending the title on uh, on uh, the ninth, no? Um, on the ninth. Right. Then we got the cage match with the mess on the line on January 20th. Nice. With uh, Arrow Boy uh, Bandolero putting up his hair. Oh. And Sky the Junior's mask. Nice. So that's coming up uh, February 3rd. We got Lucha Brothers. Oh, nice. Awesome. Heard it here first. Yeah. Actually, you did. I hadn't even announced that yet. Damn, wasn't supposed to announce that one yet. I was, I was getting on guys today because guys get excited about Talia Hall. Like they're already sharing the Talia Hall show. I'm like, wait, wait till the Sunday show goes by first. I wasn't even gonna put it out till uh, Monday. Okay. But Talia Hall shared it today. So, oh, okay. so, nice. so I couldn't avoid. They want to get. They want to get ticket sales going. Right on. Right. So, like, I mean, you you run. You, like you said, you got tricked into it. Uh, boxing was your your first passion, uh, your first love, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, what what keeps you wanting to do this? Like, how, it it would be easier for you to say, hey, you know what, I'm done with this. We had a good run. The you know they tried getting you out of the not that they tried getting, but you thought the venue was closing. So like, what motivates you to keep going? Uh, to be honest with you, a few times, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna think one time I hated wrestling. I mean, I got to a point where like I don't want to do this shit anymore. And honestly, uh, James and Bryce and a couple of the guys were like, you know, let's keep doing it. You know, we've been doing it too long. And uh, James ran the booking for nice. like a year, a little over a year. Okay. Like, and, uh, like, you know, let's just keep doing it. He would show up. And I mean, I know I keep bringing him up, but the people don't know how hard he works for Galley. Right, right. And he was doing underground at the time, too. Right. So, you know. Good guy, James. So I'm, I'm really <laughs> grateful to him. And, uh, and Bryce has always, uh, always ran the underground school there. So, you know, he's, he's developed, well, you know, quite a few guys that come out of it, like Storm Grace and, uh, yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys ever met Draconis. He was, he, was, he, yeah, yeah. he was coming up pretty good, but he decided to quit wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Marks, Mason Conrad, but those were like his original students. Right, right. Those are the ones I met in their 17, 18 year olds when, you know, back then. Right. Uh, but I mean, that, that kind of helped me keep it going. And I kind of gave up on bringing big names for, shoot, I got to say for like five years. Okay. To be honest with you, and uh, I'm not, I've said it publicly, so I'm going to say it again. I, when I first started, the guys that were like my uh, confidants or advisors yeah, yeah. didn't give a shit. They just like they just wanted to wrestle guys, and they, we'd bring in names that didn't want to work, didn't give a shit. So I'm like, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm not bringing anybody. Yeah, yeah. The guy who, who convinced me to do it to start over again was Penta. Oh. He was the first guy to bribe Braun in after like five or six years. <laughs> nice. And the guy came to work and bust his ass. And I said, okay, if this is a new generation, this is who I want to work with. 
Nice. So that's how that led to Pentad and the Phoenix, and and then Arrowboy started coming in, and yeah, Arrowboy's pretty much one of our guys now. Yeah, yeah. He's here like every month. Right. I, I would. That, I mean, I would 100% say that's you know your guys because I think that's pretty much the only place we see him right now. Arrowboy, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if Arrowboy after the match with Phoenix, if you guys get a chance to watch it, I think he showed he's ready to be at that level. Yeah. And I think Phoenix actually congratulated him that night. Nice. In the ring. And uh, but that's how it started out, and then I brought in Messias, Mil yep. Muertes, and nicest guy in the world. Even though he's one of the older guys, he comes to work. Yeah. And I and I, I you know I got to a point where I'm, I guess I matured. But when I was when I started in Lucha, I'm like, okay, can I tell him this? <laughs> now I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna tell him. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you come, if you're here, if you're here to fuck around, you're not coming back. Right. <laughs> No, it makes sense. I mean, if you're paying them that much money, they better be here to work. Exactly, because there's got to be a fine line between, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you are the promoter and you are giving them his payday. So, I mean, he should, and good for you that, you know, you had the the balls, you know, to to, to say something to him. Because I'm sure a lot of other people would be like, oh, man, I can't say nothing to him. He's a legend. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, in the the old time, I mean, I'm not trying to... uh, you know, shit on the legends or the older guys, but no, no. they don't. They don't. I mean, honestly, more than half the guys I brought in when we started, I was bringing. I was doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday shows with big names, and they weren't doing shit. That's so it's like I'm they were like, just taking the payday. They were taking the payday, and it's like and you, you couldn't tell them. All oh, the, the guys that were with me, like you can't tell them. Like to the point where like, why oh, can't I tell them? I'm the one that's fucking paying. Them. Right. You know, it's it's a win win for everybody. So now, like you know, when I get guys, if you notice, me and Martha's been here six. Five six times, mm-hmm. Phoenix and Pentagon. I, I lost the yeah. count now, because, but because they're here to work. Right. Yeah. Arrow Boy. I mean, I, I don't even remember how many times he's been here. Um, who else is one of our uh, uh, Macisos? The reason they haven't been back. Uh, the DTU guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the right now there's issues with uh, renewing visas. Mm. Okay. Thank you, Trump. But, uh, but, uh, For real, man. Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't even know if it's him, but it's, uh, there a lot of people. Are no, no, fun. just yeah, we could blame him. No, just yeah. Uh, no, just visa issues. That sucks when, when that shit happens, man. That's I guess that's the problem working yeah, with the Yeah, because I mean, you know, like um, extreme, medio extremo and uh, ciclope. I was bringing them like every other month. Right, but, I remember. Or I couldn't renew them. And I mean, I couldn't. They could, right now, they're waiting on their visa. But it actually, it was a good thing for them because they're, they're getting big on AAA. So that's actually better for me because they'll they'll be better known when they come back. Right, gotcha. right. Yeah. When they come back. When they come back. But uh, that's that's how I I kind of changed. Okay, let's work with the guys, but they gotta show up. And that's one of the things that impressed me about Phoenix and Penta, and I, I'm not just bringing them up or kiss ass or nothing. No. I mean, as high up as they are right now, they come to work. Yeah. I mean... I think, but th- I think that kind of speaks to why they are where they are. Yeah. You know, it's well, it's the guys that are going to put in the work that can that are going to be well, brought in everywhere. I, I told you the story. I said, like, the day he, he could have took the whole day off and just hung out. Right. Or took a break, because then you want to go shopping. Oh, I want to go train. Yeah. That was, I, I basically cut my day, like, when he told me I'm going to be in town. I'll cut my day, all right, like, I'll hang out with you. Because uh, I didn't want to just leave him at the arena by himself. Sure. But, uh, but he's like, no, uh, Gringo's going to come here and we're going to train. Nice. So I was like, wow, like, that tells you who wants it. Absolutely. You know, it's like uh, Shima, um, um, DJZ. DJZ, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's always training. Like yeah. That's what people don't get. When um, Ali, before he went to WB, he was at the arena <clears throat> two or three times a week training. Right. Right. Even, like, when he was just taking off, he was here every Thursday training with the guys. Yeah, yeah. He's cut back, and you got to understand why, because, I mean, they're road schedules. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm i surprised he still has the energy to come train with the guys sometimes. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that tells you how, uh, 
what do you call it? His commitment, his passion and to it, it. No, his commitment, and you know what? His, he didn't. He didn't change. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, Ali's more mellow than he was when I met him when he was younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure he's a, a little bit wiser yeah. now. The roads probably wisened him up. Yeah. Well, I did a little quick story about the boxing too. Yeah. I actually gave Ali personal boxing oh, classes yeah? for like I think it was like for three months. Him and his friends. Nice. So that's when we came a little closer because we were like working yeah. together a lot. Uh, but uh. You know, we go back to the story on how we started mixing American with Mexican. Uh, Scarpone started and Bryce started to convince me to bring Americans. But the first real recruitment I did was, uh, this was 2008. Uh, and I think you guys know who 450 Hammond is, right? Yeah. Uh, Mecca Wolf. Yeah, yep. Mr. 450. But we, we, uh, back then, we were still using MySpace. <laughs> and he actually posted on MySpace, my, I'm doing my golly debut today. And I, I read it, I'm like, well, who is this guy? <laughs> Oh shit! I didn't even know he was moving his guy, David. <laughs> and he showed up like, like at the galley gym, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'm here to wrestle. I'm like, you know what? I don't have a spot for you. And then like, he's like, he's like, come on, bro, let me let me show you what I got. And I said, okay, let's do this. If somebody doesn't show up, you take a spot. Yeah. Uh, Hammond took his spot, did a great job. And then he's like, you know what? Uh, we got another Puerto Rican who should just came in from Puerto Rico, and uh, I think you'll like him. Noriega had just left uh, WWC. And uh, at the time, uh, there was a company called War. I don't know if you guys, how far back you guys go in the indie scene. But there was a company called War, and they were running in Addison. Okay. So literally, that's like five minutes from my house. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll go check it out. So that night, who's on the card? It's uh, Noriega's on the card. The Soul Touches are on the card, which is Willie Marche Jazz. Yeah. Ali was on the card. <laughs> and uh, I went in, and uh, Hammond introduced me. He said, well, he runs Golly, this and that. And that's how I booked everybody. No shit. That's how I ended up with that group. <laughs> kind of plucked them away, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't take them away. I basically, I like, I run on Sundays, guys. You have been interested. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, see, a lot of people don't know. Ali was with Golly for, like, like, eight, nine years. Nice. And uh, the last show he did, he actually went out and said, you know, come on, keep coming out to Golly. That's why... I love the guy to death. Yeah. He still hangs out whenever he can. He, he, he seemed, you know, I, uh, I I never got to meet him personally, really, uh, at all. But he seems from, you know, the stories I hear from everyone else that's that's obviously in the scene, that he's just legit a good guy. You know, he comes out, he trains, and always, you know, wanting to give advice to people. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's actually been in a couple of galley shows, but he's not allowed to come out and mingle. That's right, the, right. Yeah. Uh, Quick story. I well, maybe I don't know if you'll get mad about it. I don't think you will. <laughs> uh, when uh, I don't know if you guys knew Isaiah got hurt on mm-hmm. a galley show with yeah. uh, Marche. Uh, there was an accident and he was out for a little while. Yeah, about a year, or two we, years ago. It was a year, literally over a year ago. We did a we did a benefit, a benefit. show to help uh, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, WD was right when Rockford. Uh, Ali got done wrestling, drove to Villa Park, Damn. and was ready to help. You know, like you know, get fans to come out. Right. And I, he showed me, he's like, you know, he's like, you know, I'm trying to see if I can hang out with the fans. They would not respond to him. Damn. So he had to sit in the back through the whole show. Oh, man. That sucks. But, I mean, that tells you how he doesn't forget where he's from. And one of his best speeches when he went to WrestleMania last year, yeah. he went to train with all the boys that night. Nice. He's like, you know, I'm not the one going. We're all going. Wow. I thought that felt good. You know, the, yeah, the boys he, especially loved it. I, I had heard about that, and, I, like, it gave me chills. I was just like. Oh, when I was racing today, I was like. <laughs> like, yeah. like we're going to WrestleMania. Yeah. No, no, that, that's that's so cool, man. And well, he, those promos that he had, there were a few promos that he cut them at, oh, at the, yeah, at the yeah, Galli yeah, Arena. Yeah, he, he, he was doing them. Uh, then one, one, a quick story. To be honest with you, I had not watched WrestleMania in about five years. Okay. I mean, uh, you probably got out uh, of the vibe already. I don't watch WWE. Right, right, right. But uh, uh, that only reason I watched that WrestleMania was because Ali was on it. <laughs> 
know, you know, and it's cool to watch some of the guys. Like, uh, you know, even like I watched 205 because I was really, uh, I became really good friends with Lince. Okay. Uh, one of the things with Lince, he was really loyal to Gali. I was the first guy to fly him out of Pittsburgh. Oh, Not, I mean, uh, Philly. Okay. And uh, that that's another story. It was kind of like ended up, he ended up on my lap by accident. <laughs> Back in the MySpace days, he kept, you know, messaging me. I want to come out. I want to come out. And I had just I already heard about Shakara. I was just reading about it one yeah. day. Right. Uh, actually, a guy told me about it. I started reading about it. And I partnered up with a guy to do a lucha show. And he was bringing in Pantera Incognito, who's now Sincara. Uh, nice. Cassandro. And um, we're putting the car together. It's like, you know, I want to bring in another guy from Mexico. And Lince was hitting me up. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Don't bring him in. Let's bring in Lince. Him and Cognito and uh, uh, Pantera had just won the King of Trios. Yeah. Ah, okay. I mean, it looked cool. It looked like we're bringing in the trios from Chicago. Yeah. And uh, that and that's how I brought in Lince the first time. Nice. And uh, the, the guys was really nice, uh, really cool, willing to work. And uh, him and uh, Sam, I really uh, clicked. Clicked. So I like, oh, start bringing them in. So I literally was flying them in every month. Nice. And. Um, and then he's the one who started bringing in uh, Helios, who was actually later on Ricochet. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so that's how that 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 evolved. So. It, it it's it's crazy, you know, to you know sit here and listen to you know the the early humble beginnings of Gali and all these names that are now on TV in WWE. They got their start with you. Yeah, well, they're, not, not their start, they really they, had their start, there. but they, they were there, like, yes, you know. Yes, their early stages. They actually, uh, Lean said, you know, to this day, I love the guy to death because everywhere he went, he brought up Gali. Nice. Actually, uh, one time I got him a booking in Puerto Rico, which is funny because he's Puerto Rican. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, there was a big show this guy, uh, Richard Negrin, ran. It was okay. a long time. It was called the World Wrestling League. It's gone now. I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, he his first show, he booked 14 matches. Kind of MLW, <laughs> but he really flew everybody in. And Hammett and uh, Noriega were on that card, and uh, Bandolero was supposed to be on it. Okay. But we had a big falling out back then. Story for another day. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's all day, good to, now. To this day, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he was supposed to take that spot. So the, they actually called me. He's like, we need another guy to come in. And it, it was just a coincidence that Lisa was Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. But it ended up working cool because Noriega, him, and it was the, the, all the three of Puerto Ricans versus the, they were called Los Naredo uh, Kid. They had a name in uh, in AAA. I, I couldn't They had the, the trio, but it was, it was that's how the match turned. So I got leans to the booking in Puerto Rico, but he was always like loyal. Whenever he was in Chicago, Carlos was in Chicago. Well, nice. Yeah. A funny story one day, he called me. He's like, "Hey, you know, I got a booking in Resistance." He was coming to wrestle for Resistance. Like, our pro. He's like, "All right." I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "Can you pick me up at the airport?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Where are you staying?" He's like, "Well, you know, I got a buddy named Carlos who's got an arena <laughs> with a room in it." I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, at, the, be- at, at the Gali Hotel, because before the Gali Arena, we had a warehouse in Elmers oh, okay. where we trained, and we actually ran like little mini shows. So you only fit a hundred seats, and uh, it's funny because it was never meant to be. But uh, a couple of the wrestlers got kicked out of their house at the same time. So like, can we stay there for a couple of days? Like, yeah, go ahead. Damn. Well, before you knew it, there was a stove, there was a refrigerator, and. <laughs> And it was a hangout. All right. Yeah, they got underwear hanging over there. Yeah, so by, by, let's say by month two, uh, oh, there was man. three wrestlers living there. Oh, so shit. then everybody knew there was a place to stay in Galley. <laughs> Is it being like a lucha frat house? Yeah. It, you know what? I'll just give you an idea. Uh, the guy, this guy named Ripper, who was always like my, not my right-hand man, but he's always there with me. He's in Mexico now. Yeah. Uh, Bandolero lived there. <laughs> uh, 
American Gigolo lived there. This guy that used to wrestle in Mexico, Skydays lived there. Needs uh, to stay there. So I can only. I, I stayed there a few times after, <laughs> after a few drinks. <laughs> after after the old lady kicked you out. No, after a few drinks. I don't. That's one thing about me. I don't drink that much, but when I do, I don't drive. No, that's the same. It's a, don't drink and drive. Yeah. But that's uh that's a little, little story about Lisa that I uh that come back to mind. But uh him and became became really good friends whenever he came into Chicago. Or sometimes you call me, I got nothing going on. Can you bring me? Like okay, let me check the schedule. They got like that kind of that's how that kind of like the stuff developed with Shima. That was yeah. I think I was the first or one of the few few guys that flew him out of Pittsburgh too. Nice. And so that's why he's always been so loyal. And then. By my luck, he ends up living in Chicago, so right. that's why whenever he's not booked out of state, he's in Galley. Yeah, yeah, right. that's awesome. Yeah. No, but man, he, he's, he's another been, one. Yeah, he's been probably part, part of Galley's anniversary about, out of the 11 years, I think he's been in eight of them. Wow. So, he's uh, an OG of Galley. Yeah. So, so who are the OGs that are still wrestling at Galley now? Bryce, Gringo? What, the originals? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Bryce is taking a hiatus. Okay. All right. But okay. Uh, I'll just keep it at that. Never said never in wrestling. Right. But right. it is on good terms. I get you. All right. But out of the, the, honestly, to be honest with you, Gringo is one of the original guys. The only time Gringo was gone from Galley is, I don't know if you guys know where he told you when he was here. He was in Mexico for, okay. yes. Yes. Like for yep. three, four years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was literally living in Mexico. Right. That's, That's where he learned his Spanish. Yeah. No, actually, he was already learning it when he went. Oh, was he? But he got, uh, he got a little fluent when he got. That's, he became almost fluent then. I got you. Well, uh, so, uh, last week, uh, real quick, speaking of Gringo, he uh, he had flight issues getting out of Vegas to make it on time for the MLW show or whatever. And uh, I guess he was supposed to pick up Park and his son. So instead, I went to go pick him up. And so when I picked him up, Park was like, are you a Gringo loco? I'm like, no, I'm not, bro. <laughs> he's like, oh. He's like, you're a wrestler? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, oh yeah, sir. he told me he was gonna be picking guys up that day. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's uh, Gringo was on the original Galley show. I'm gonna post the original Galley post. Right? This is generic, but you didn't I see love it. it. Golden Star was on it, and uh, who else is like from the original crew? That's about it. We got a guy named Pentagono who hasn't wrestled like a year and a half because he he actually broke his ankle, and he's been taking him. He actually got back, but now it's like taking him forever to get in shape. Of course, but uh. Yeah, that's so basically the originals, but uh, you know, I want to like a few guys that have been for Galley shoot. Bryce was, I can consider him, well, Bryce was probably a part of Galley on month six. Okay. That's when he started wrestling Galley. So he, he had, uh, there's a few guys that have been like the 10 year tenure. Yeah, him, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, James has been around since the first or second show. Right. Um, Puglia Roja, he's, he started with Galley in the school, but he's been here since like year one. Nice. Uh, who else? Uh, Shoot, but some of these guys have been there forever now. Like even Atomico and his kids, like for, for Traidor and uh, Golden Dragon, they started yeah. at 13 and 14. Oh, damn. And now they're in their 20s. Right. So. That's awesome. So, you know, we've got a little bit of the history of it. So where do you see Gali going? Like, what's your plan for it? Like, Well, I mean, we've always wanted to do a TV show. See, what happened was when Gali started, I'm not trying to say, but, I mean, Gringo will attest to it. I kind of had a little money. Yeah. Uh, and I had spent it the wrong way. Yeah, and I keep bringing this up, but my my uh, my advisors didn't know what the fuck they were doing, and I was listening. So money was just getting dumped, like thrown away. Right. 
So I finally learned how to run everything. Now I don't have the money to do it. But now mm-hmm. it looks like it's coming around. Okay. So, I mean, expect uh, in 2019, we got the novella. We got the TV show that's, coming that's up. Really, that's pretty fun and exciting. Uh, we're we're going to be part of the uh, Amazon Power Slam Network. Nice. For the Prime Channel, which is a wrestling network. Yeah, yeah. It's similar to Powerbomb TV. Powerbomb okay. TV wants all our stuff. I just can't. We haven't been able to keep up to give them stuff. <laughs> but uh, that's the stuff that's coming up. I mean, honestly... I think uh, this is going to be our year, 2019. Yeah. I think we're finally going to break out and actually make some money. Hey, that's <laughs> always a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, I just yeah, I mean, we're already talking to a lot of the guys that people want to see. We're talking to Bandido Flamita. Nice. Those uh, guys are great. L.A. Park and his son. <clears throat> uh, that looks like it's coming. Rush, we're negotiating with him. Nice. I mean, uh, Penta and Penny's already booked for three days in 2019. Awesome. Great. Uh, so I mean, Airboy obviously he's 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 gonna be booked throughout the year. Very cool, man. Uh, I I got a a what do you call it? With Airboy, I kind of have a deal that benefits both of us, and uh, he liked it. So beautiful. Yeah, and he's he's loyal. Any uh any female luchadoras? Actually, horizon? right now what we're working on is uh we just had the mix match. I, you guys should have met the last year. Oh, it was uh, Pat Monix and uh. Oh, yeah, Kylie was there. Yeah, Kylie. Pat and, and uh, uh, Hot Hotshot. Yep. Uh, versus I, I haven't seen her, Hotshot. I heard good things about her, though. Uh, she, You know what? It's I think that was one of her first matches, and uh-huh. uh, she impressed me because it was her for, like, she's just she starting out, but she can, she can, she's, she's got a good future. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And, you know, Kylie's been taken off, so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, our Lucha school has been developing a few girls, but I don't think they're ready yet. When they okay. are ready, we're uh, we are looking to make a women's division again. We have nice. we hadn't had a women's division since two thousand nine. Oh, I didn't Okay, well. Well, we didn't really have like, uh, what happened was like I told you about that thing with Hammond and bringing all those guys in. One of the people he brought in because that was his. Uh, what do you want to call it? His girlfriend or partner at the time was mm-hmm. Eva Liss. Eva Liss. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So she was with Kylie for like four years, right. but she was there all the time as a manager. I'm like, well, you know, she, you know, she wants to rust, so we yeah. started bringing in girls from Ring of Honor and from nice. other places. So we knew we never really had a women's division, but we had women's matches for okay. a while. I know, I know a lot of the boys in the in the, in the what we call the squad. They love Eva Liss, mm-hmm. uh, so she's ever around. You can, you can you can expect a lot of them coming for her. Yeah, for well, sure. Oh uh, well, you know, right now with her being where she is, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, but uh, I mean, we definitely want to keep working with Thunder Rosa too. She's been really cool. She's great, man. Yeah. We we've seen her here, and uh, she's she's great with the fans. And uh, I've I've been surprised that I haven't seen more. I I from correcting from wrong, she's been with you guys before. She wrestled with you, right? Yeah, so she's uh, wrestled Gali. I want to say two or three times. Yeah. She a story about her when I met her. I thought she was more uh, like Americanized. Okay. So I like I went up to her, hey, how are you doing? And she starts talking to me like straight up North thing, like Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm doing this all. Like, oh wow. Like, oh wow, you really are Mexican. No, I you know I mean from a fan's perspective, an outside point of view, I mean she just seems like kind of like a perfect fit for that. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, she's yeah. She's great well, on social media. She's yeah. good with the fans. Well, that's one of the things we want to start doing more with uh, with the women's division. But I also want to give, like, especially our girls or uh, yeah. our, our young girls that are uh, they get excited, especially like uh, uh, we uh, we've had um, Shotzi on our shows yeah. too a couple times, but then she got hurt when we were gonna have she her did, again. Right. 
But yeah. that Atlanta, that motivates the girls too. Yeah, I mean they deserve it. And, and that's great, you know. I love that you guys give them a chance, to like you know, open up the shows. They can get out there and do mm -hmm. their thing. Yeah, well, they got you know what? It's I told them, and I'm gonna say it publicly, it's time to step up. I mean, you guys yeah. been doing pre-show for six months. Now for it's sure. time to step up, and some of you guys should become part of the regular show. Nice, good. I mean, yeah. hey, a, like few, said, a couple of the guys have actually now wrestled on the regular shows. They're still a little green, yeah. but that's how they're gonna get right, right better. I, I don't remember the kid's name. It was the last show. It was maybe about two, three, about two months ago. Um, Eastside got hurt, so one of the kids stepped in for him. Oh, he took uh, in the Gringos match. Yeah. Yeah, Psycho J. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that kid is. Uh, what do you want? What do you call it? He's. Uh, he's really confident. I think he's going to be really good. Nice, nice. He just got to keep his. Uh, keep grounded. Stay grounded. I get you. That, that's that's got to be a tough thing in wrestling to keep a, a level-headed. Level head, right? The ego gets you. Well, that's one of the things is like you know it's uh, it's it's, it's a love hate relationship in wrestling. Like, one of a lot of people think is like you know, uh, people see talk, Gringo talking to me a different way than some guys do, but you gotta understand he's one of the originals. Right. You know, he's like he's he's one of my boys. So for lack like, of a better term, he's earned yeah. a spot with you. Yeah, like uh, but I'll take a little more from him than I would from somebody else. Of course. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess that's how it should be. I think right. that that's pretty natural. You yeah, know? Like, you, you're just like, well, that's the thing. Like, even like, uh, you know, Golden Star sometimes, like, well, uh, uh, he's like, uh, you, you, you know, you got me more than the other guys. Like, exactly, because you're like, he's probably the closest one to me of the wrestlers as far yeah. as friendship is concerned. Mm -hmm. So, because you are my friend, right. you should set the example. There, it, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, every locker room needs a leader, right? Right. So, someone, someone should step up for Right, me. and that's, uh, but, uh, you know, I, got, I think I got a pretty good relationship, but it's hard to keep. 30 guys happy. No. So somebody, it's impossible. <laughs> somebody's going to be pissed at the end of the night. Sure. So it's, that's that's thing. But you know what? I've been doing that. Before I did Galley, I ran a baseball league for 16 years. Oh, no shit. So, that's yeah, that's, that's one of the things. Uh, what position did you play? No, I actually, I ran the league and I managed, but I did a lot of pitching and I could play almost every position. Nice. Yeah. Like but, a 5-tool uh, all-star over here. Yeah. Is that what they call them, five 5-tool all-stars in baseball? No, five tools when they could do every, like everything, even throw, hit, and everything. I could. Right. My arm was always. I you know I was a pitcher because I, I I had a weird way of pitching, so it's hard for him to hit me. But I could never oh. throw hard. How? Like were you a submariner? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. You ever? I don't know if you. How much? If you're a baseball? Oh, you're a baseball player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how. But how old are you? I'm. Thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you follow baseball? Did you ever see tapes from the old uh, like uh, Dan Quisenberry from the? You know what? No, I didn't grow okay. up on baseball. I remember Dan Quisenberry. Okay, yeah. that's the way I basically throw. Okay. okay. So me and I started throwing like that when I was thirteen. Nice. So in little league, nobody could touch me just because of the weird. They're probably like, this guy's cheating. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but then as I got older, it helped because I was playing in leagues with like young guys that were thrown in the nineties, okay. and I come in with my sixty miles an hour. It just throws everybody off. Right. Or fifty if I'm lucky. <laughs> but and, and then, if you're lucky. Yeah, and I, that's one of the things I never really hurt my arm, but I, I never threw hard at this. Huh? But that's uh. I ran the league. Actually, I quit baseball because of golly. I was tired of it. You know, I was running. I was running the baseball league, and it was just like always hearing people complain. And golly, I, I managed thirty guys in the baseball league. I managed two hundred and some people because I was running the whole league. Oh, wow. okay. Plus, having to deal with the fans and at every baseball field, it was like uh, I'm done with it. Was it like a semi-pro league? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like we drew. It was like the, the, I don't know if. Uh, uh, the thing that I did, one of the things I've always done, I've always been against that whole, oh, uh, we can't combine with uh, with the Americans in this song. I did a mixed baseball league. My, it started out as a Mexican league. By year two, I had Americanized it. Gotcha. And I got a lot of shit about it. Hmm. 
Like, no, no, they wouldn't let us in our league. Oh, yeah, they would. Like, we're going to let everybody play. And then the, 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 team, the league turned really good over the years because we started getting college kids, high school kids coming in, and it became really good. So I was, and I was sitting there competing with good kids. You know, I, I, I got really good at hitting as I got older. I always tell my kids the story. It's funny. Like, the last season I played, I hit a 1,000. <laughs> because I was I was tired of baseball and um, just to run in the league. I was facing this guy that everybody had trouble hitting, but I always hit him good. I went in, I pinch hit, I hit a double, and I said, I'm done for the year. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go out on top. And I finished with a double. Nice. Cool, I hit a thousand my last year in baseball. I always, tell, I always make fun of my kid. Like, I finished a thousand. How did you do? <laughs> like, hey, don't worry how many at bats you had. You finished yeah. with a thousand. A thousand is a thousand. Yeah, I, I, I play. I, my kid's 18 now, but I still screw around with him like, you uh, when in boxing, I've been training him since he was a little kid, but he's, he never wanted to fight. No, like, okay. he, he knows how to defend himself. He's sparred. He knows how Smart. to. But uh, about a year and a half ago, he finally kicked my ass in the ring. He's like, okay. Oh, damn. So I was like, okay, I think I'm finally getting older. No way. And then we, we always compete in hitting. Okay. And I can still hit the batting machine. Last year, he finally beat me at the hitting. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying, but, uh, you, you know, father time, you may be, may be catching yeah. up. I, I feel it, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's your kid. Sometimes you can sneak in a sucker punch, you know. But there's but there's a degree of pride when it comes when it's oh. when it's your kid. Oh, I can't believe man. Yeah, like, like I'm gonna beat your ass until you're 21. No, yeah. you're not. <laughs> hey, I, I I I do not have kids, but uh, whoever knows me knows I'm really close to my nephew. And the only I guess the closest thing I ever felt to that was when he finally whooped my ass in basketball and uh, in video games. Yeah. <laughs> he started he started beating me in all video games. I'm like what the hell? Oh no, that that I lost when he was like 12. <laughs> Because he's always been on these kids in the video was, games, man. Yeah. I thought I was something cool in video games. Nah. Now my kid's been on it for shoot. I he's had everything back from the PlayStation days. So it's like uh, he started beating me at that when he was like eleven. So it's it's crazy. Hmm. But but anyway, so well, we got sidetracked. No, no, hey, this is uh, but uh, all about that's the, the way we like to do it. Yeah. Oh, that's this that's where I thrive. No. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, like I said, you know, it's uh, my one of the things that's cool, and I'm always gonna say it when I say that every anniversary. Uh, I got married really young. Okay. I was 19, right. and I'm still with my wife. Hey, man, that's that's. A, but she's that's all. A one of the things that I always tell me, like everybody says, oh, she, your wife's a boss at home. I'm like, yeah, but she's always let me do what I want. When we got married, I was boxing. I was at the gym all the time. Yeah. Never gave me problems. I was running the league for 16 years, so basically on Sundays they never saw me. <laughs> and then I went into a, a lucha libre for the last 11 years. So for so since we've been married, I've been involved with something. Wow. That's what I always tell people. You know, you plan the house as long as you let me do my thing. There you go. And, and does, does she come out to the galley shows? Yeah, she's the one that runs the concessions. Okay, I thought so. I didn't, I didn't yeah, want to assume. She's a galley dog lady. <laughs> hey, people, if, if you ever see on, on you know on Facebook or on Twitter, people love those galley dogs. Well, you know who started that? Uh, I don't know if you guys know Nick H. Uh-uh. He's a referee, and he used to do a show called... Uh, no. It's called Beyond the Mat. Uh, okay. I got to introduce you to him. He was like, he kind of did a, he did a show, but he did it with videos. He was actually on Comcast on, uh, what do you call it, the free channel. But he's, he was very popular when I started Golly. Oh, okay. So him and uh, his guy, his name was uh, Rich, uh, they would come to the shows. <laughs> and like, they'd do an intro. Yeah. And his thing was like, we're here at the Golly Arena. I got a noisemaker. I got a Golly dog. And we're at the, they used to call it the Golly Dome. And we used to do them at the Addison Park District. Yeah. We're at the Golly Dome. And he's the one that started calling it Golly Dogs. Nice. And so that's how we got promoted. Like, we started promoting it on the Chicago boards. Like, come out to Golly and enjoy Golly Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
But right. so speaking of Galleon, you know, you touched about it earlier, um, but I kind of want to dive into it. You know, it got really quiet. Uh, what I like about, you know, I, I'm not going to say you pretend I, I've, I've gone to your shows. I've, I think I've been to maybe four or five of your shows, if that. Um, it's it's just, it's it, Sundays. It's, it's hard for me. But anyway, and I, I love the diversity, not even the diversity, your crowds. Because they're so much, so different than anything else in that's going on in Chicago. And I really like... Like, I think they're a part of the show. Like, they're savage. Like, they throw some shit. They give the wrestlers hell, and I, oh, I think yeah. it's great. Yeah, well, one of the things is, like, you know, the crowd we have now is amazing. Yeah. Because uh, I had a big falling out with one of the crowds in, okay. in, uh, from Chicago. Okay. But it was because of they got disrespectful. And, uh, right. You got to be respectful. I had, and I had, a, I had a, you know, I, I stood up for... Uh, one of our favorite girls uh, was Amber. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the, the the crew she used to hang out with, uh, the Front Row Mafia. Okay, yeah, yeah. They weren't really interrupting them and uh, huh. like purposely. Ah. So I said, you know what? You guys are going too far this way. And he started swearing at me. I'm the nice guy in the world, but don't piss me off. I, yeah. And, you know, I said, there's a door. Don't let it kick you in the ass. And, like, they, the whole group left. And they started shitting on us all over the Internet. I said, I think that's the best thing that ever happened to us. I think our crowd <laughs> went up when those fuckers left. <laughs> but the crowd we have now, even though they're rowdy and stuff, yeah. uh, one time they did leave a lot of garbage. But all I had to tell them was once. I said, right. you know what, guys? I let you do what you want. You know, I'm yeah. the coolest guy in the world. But, you know, you guys got to help me clean up because uh, I get I hear about it the next day. Yeah. From that day on, every time their section... It's probably the cleanest section in the arena. <laughs> nice. And uh, and they you know they've been real respectful. And then like sometimes the drums get out of hand. Or like even the uh, it got to a point one day when they wouldn't even let the wrestlers talk. I oh, talked to them. I said, you know what? I love that you guys are part of the show, but there's a point where you guys just gotta shut up. Yeah, yeah. No, and now I think that's they get, true. And it got to the point where they actually get it now. Like okay, when there's this, when the guys were like arguing on the mic, you gotta let them talk. Of course. And then you let it go. And the, so that's why that's what I love about it. Like they've actually yeah. we've actually coordinated to the point where they actually know how the, you know how the, they should react. No, which I think is uh, really cool. That's why. I, uh, well, I don't know if you know the guys that are that uh, are current. We call them our little our hooligans. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, they they're the, they're part of that crew. that got kicked out of the Chicago Fire Stadium. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> but they, apparently it wasn't these guys because they've been really cool. But so right. it only takes one guy to screw up for everybody. Of but course. that's a group of like three hundred. It's a group of three hundred that they like right. follow each other everywhere. No way. But uh, that's what happened. Awesome. Yeah. That I mean, like I said, that, that was one of the first things I noticed when I got there. Uh, you know, just I, I loved it because I love when people talk shit and they, like you said, they talk their shit. But you know. They don't go overboard. They're respectful, and they do it within the show. Right, they know it's doing it as a show. Oh, of course, yeah, of right, course. Yeah. Like, uh, I had one guy. I, I really keep my cool. That's the one time I had a problem with the crowd, and there was one guy about maybe half a year ago. Uh, like, he literally <clears throat> swore at me when I was walking by. Oh. I mean, I I got into one of those moves where I just want to kick his ass. Right. And he's like, you know, I'm like, well, you know, it's part of the show. I'm like, no, one thing is for you to throw, you know, yell stuff when I'm up in the ring and yeah. stuff. But I'm walking right by you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, yeah, and I thought he wasn't going to come back, but he's like, he be, that's that's what I like when I'm the nice guy in the world. If somebody recognizes they screwed up. Yeah. 
And the guy's like, you know, I'm sorry, this and that. And he's he, he's at every galley show now. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, he, and, and I told him, you can be rowdy. Like, you just fucked up that day. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I, I just, I think they're hilarious. The stuff they come up with. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. You know, we call Kirby Omero Homer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no one my favorite chant. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah. It was uh, Winnie Pooh. Was, was, uh, what's his name? Uh, I got to tell you a funny story. When, Chico uh, Suave. That's who when, uh, when When Willie was still wrestling with us. Willie Richardson. I okay. think. Do you know who Willie is? I've heard the name. Willie the Mom Richardson. Yep, yep. The so the, the, it's a, in a way it's hilarious. We were laughing because they're like, you know, Willie, Santa, but they were talking to Willie. Free Willie. <laughs> Free Willie and Willie. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're savage. I love it. But it's like some of the stuff they come, even I laugh. Sometimes I think they go a little too far, but they don't want to hold back. Yeah, know? yeah. And uh, Michael Elgin was in Cali, like the last show. Yeah, yeah. And he actually, like, he really, like, did a really cool speech. He's like, I almost felt like I was in Atlanta, Mexico. Cause the, the, oh, nice. Because of the way he the felt the energy, and he felt the energy, crowd. and he loved it, and he's he's, he's gonna be coming back. Very cool. It, uh, you know, obviously the the guys, there's been stuff out there about him. He got involved. Not that he was involved, but his name was dragged into some stuff. But uh, regardless of that, I mean, in ring talent, the guy is yeah. amazing. Well, I heard about it, and some people said it's gonna affect you. I said, you know what? I don't think in Lucha it even came out. So. And uh, he just won the Grand Prix in, I don't know, Mexico, which is like oh, the biggest he? tournament in CMLL. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. yeah, I, so, I, I know that. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy's getting over, and he was nice guy in the locker room. I mean, he was there to work, and that's all I ask for when guys come in. Some of the best matches I've seen in Chicago were him, you know, him versus Zack Sabre Jr., and him versus Matt Riddle. I actually saw him wrestle Daga at AEW oh, at uh, LaSalle, and that match was amazing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he can, he's another guy that can just he he he, can, he works any style. Yeah, he can adapt to anybody. Right. Yeah, and and being such a massive dude, you yeah. wouldn't think that he could, but yeah, he does it. Yeah. I mean, he was in the middle of a match where they had a dance off, and he did a caterpillar across the ring. Yeah. It blew my mind. <laughs> no, but uh, so, so with your history in Gali, you knowing so many guys, and you know you got you, a lot of guys when they were younger. Who's someone that, you know, maybe you see right now still that hasn't gotten a break, but you think, like, watch out for this guy? Like, who do you think is really underrated right now? Well, you know what? One of the things is one of the veterans in Chicago who I still can't believe has not been taken to another level Mm -hmm. is Bryce. Okay. Bryce and Golly has wrestled everybody and anybody. (laughs) Right. I mean, I'm talking about he wrestled Jerry Lynn at the beginning. No shit. uh, When Golly started. Jerry Lynn was part of the show. Okay. Wow. Um, and uh, I mean, he was the guy wrestling Samurai. He was the guy wrestling uh, Ali. He was the guy wrestling all these guys. Uh, Rich Swan when he came in. Hmm. Uh, DJ Z before he was in Chicago. I mean, he's wrestling all these guys, and he doesn't get noticed. He wrestled. He had an amazing one-on-one match with Phoenix. Damn. Uh, but I'm just surprised uh, he's hasn't popped off. Huh? Yeah, that's one guy. I mean. Uh, I want, I'm not going to say he's the number one guy in mm-hmm. Chicago, but I honestly think he's up in the top five because I could put him with one of the kids and he'll, he'll, he'll have an amazing match. I, I, w- I will give credit where credit's due there. You know, I, I have seen, obviously seen a lot of Bryce wrestle and it seems like he can wrestle any style and just adapt to anything. You mm-hmm. can tell just because all the different characters he does, right? Oh, no, the way he works is amazing. I mean, I'm not, hey, Bryce, I'm not kissing your ass. <laughs> but uh, uh, people don't know, before Cali kind of took off again with the popularity because of the names that we were bringing in, Yeah. Uh, we used to run not right in the arena in the, one of the smaller places. Okay. 
and uh, they, we had 160 seats, but it was packed every single week. Yes. Uh, and one of the biggest rivalries was him versus Discovery, which was our trainer at the time. Discovery's okay. an old lucha veteran. He doesn't work with us no more. And none of the guys really want to have a rivalry with Discovery because they, like, uh, I don't know, it's the mentality or the lucha mentality. They didn't want to, you know, shit on Discovery or whatever right. you want. Uh, so Bryce like, let me do something with him. Yes. And he literally started putting it together. He started cutting promos on him. When we finally did the one-on-one, it was standing room only. We actually had to open the gate to get people in there to oh, watch wow. the one-on-one with him. And it was, he was wrestling a, a veteran lucha guy, and they put on an amazing one-on-one match. Nice. Good for him. But yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, I've seen him wrestle kids and make them look good. And I, I honestly think he's the best wrestler in Chicago. Okay. Overall. Fair enough. And, uh, I mean, other than him, and uh, as far as Gali guys, Bandolero... Uh, his uh, what do you want to call it? His commitments to other stuff have not allowed him to. I get you. Because he has been booked in other places, but unfortunately he can't go because of his job or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. But I think way. he could be he could be really uh, one of the guys that can stand out, especially with the crazy stuff he does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, enough. Obviously, Gringo. I mean, I think Gringo should be at another level. Right. He's uh, starting to get his. He's right. I mean, with his character, his, he's money in Mexico. But, uh, oh, for yeah, sure. But uh, you know, that's the thing. The one thing I find funny is like how he's a. He loves everybody. Loves him everywhere else. You know what? In Gali, uh-huh. I'm not gonna say he love him, but he's earned the respect of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Because he's that good. Oh no doubt. I mean, I. I mean, that goes without saying. We're big fans of Gringo. Uh, you know, we always want to support them. You know, all, all our people we always want to support here in Chicago. So that that it's it's really cool. Well, what, that, those are the three guys that I see that uh, that can go to another level. Okay. Um, it is has there been someone, and I don't want to say that you think is overrated because that's that's uh, that's a negative connotation. But is there someone whose success has surprised you? And you're like, damn, I never expected that from them. A, well, you know what? I'm not really. I mean. One of the things that, uh, that I, uh, to this day, is like, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not shitting on them. No, I get Both it. Both Lisa and Kalisto, uh-huh. promo-wise, I still don't see them there. Hey, man, good lucha things. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I know you say you don't watch a lot of WWE, but Kalisto had a promo where he did not do good, and he became an internet Oh, thing. yeah, I saw that. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, he actually still... Um, <laughs> He'll send me links of stuff. Sometimes. Oh, okay, okay, nice. Uh, we had a big falling out a few years ago, but actually about a year ago he came in and uh, to the arena to train, and nice. we had a uh, we 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 uh, we cleared the air. Very good, awesome. Yeah, that's one of the things with me. It's like I, you can piss me off to the point where I want to kick your ass, but <laughs> if we can clear the air, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, awesome. you gotta be adult about things, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a kid anymore, and i got to stop blowing up. One of these days, one of these younger <laughs> kick my ass. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Hey, man, your son's already on your heels. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, I, still, I, still, I still joke about it. Like, I've said it to a few guys. One of my dreams is to sit a restaurant on their ass. But <laughs> <laughs> Just go into business for yourself yeah, in a show? Yeah. No, I always joke around. Uh, I love jazz to death, but I'm always giving him shit. Like, jazz, I think you're going to be the first guy to knock out, man. <laughs> hey, he, he's got a mouth on him. Like, I... That dude is a great shit talker. Yeah, Jazz is actually, uh, Jazz has been Gali now for, shit, he's got to be going on nine or ten years now. Okay. For that he's been coming to Gali. Nice. Yeah, they back, he's, uh, oh, they're actually going for the tag title this week. I should have mentioned yeah. that. They're going for the tag title. They, they've been tag champions before. Okay. Who, Jazz and, uh, Marche. yep. Yeah. So, with all that, when, uh, 
Are we uh, ever going to see Carlos in the ring? No, I've been in the ring. I know. But yeah, but I don't, I don't have any plans right now. <laughs> My back's been bothering me for the last year. Uh, yeah, I got time though. No, put it this way, I've had uh, I think I've had six matches and I've gotten my ass kicked in every one, which every promoter <laughs> should, but <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, or, so, or you could be like Vince McMahon, you know, make yourself win the rumble, make yourself uh, win the championship. Uh, no, nah, I can never do that. But, <laughs> no, I know. No, but uh, I think uh, I've actually had uh, two one on ones with uh, Golden Star. I'm gonna share the original with Golden Star because I think that was like my uh, <laughs> my bad. coming out moment. Nice. <laughs> Actually, James was still a, like he was a, he was he, he still telling me that day I enjoyed myself that one time, but I was <laughs> I, I was in shape that when uh, back then, and Golden Star was a lot lighter than he is now. <laughs> okay. But uh, that's it's it's on Facebook, but uh, not on Facebook. It's on YouTube. Okay. I'll, I'll send you a link of it. Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, definitely not gonna share. I think I've gotten uh, six uh, six times I've been in the ring. Okay. But uh, no, and that was enough for you. And that's enough for me. I actually uh, cracked my ankle like seven years ago training, so I was like, uh, I don't think this is for me. Okay. What about what, what about your son? Uh, no, he's you know what? When he was a kid, he was really into it. If you watch some of the old Gali videos and you see the mini Lince Dorado on the side, that was him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when uh, the last time is uh, he had to switch gears, I told him, you know, let me order you some new stuff. He's like, I don't want to be Lince Dorado anymore. And then uh, actually, uh, Linsa was with us. Like Linsa, uh, Adrian doesn't want to be your mini. And Linsa's always been like a character. He's, like, yeah. he's in the back crying. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. this is goodbye. Like, yeah, so. That's it. The end of an era. Yeah. And Linsa Dorado was actually when he was gonna when he was signed by WWE, he had one more show at Galley, but they decided to take him one week before. Like the Sunday he was supposed to be booked, he ended up having to report to Florida. Mm. Couldn't have his goodbye match. You know, we actually had a poster and everything for the show. Oh damn. Yeah. But that, uh, yeah, when, that that was really cool. When the E comes calling, you got to go, right? Yeah, everybody. I mean, you can't complain about that. No, hell no. no. What are you going to be like, no, I need you. Yeah, <laughs> They're going to laugh. Yeah. Like, okay. uh, actually, I, I did a joke with Ali a couple of weeks ago. Like, hey, bro, you know, and I'm short one guy for the high fly. <laughs> Can you put on a mask and show up? Like, yeah, no, yeah, no problem. I'll be there. Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, it was great. Uh, were you at, uh, at Evolve? Did you see him? Uh, no, I didn't go to Evolve. Uh, okay. I'm not, I don't really watch a lot of wrestling, to be honest with you. The, the MLW show caught my eye just because uh, I want to see how their production was and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I always enjoyed the Lucha Brothers wrestling, even if it's somewhere else. Yeah. No, those, those guys are world-class. They're top-notch. I can't say enough good things about them. Yeah, I think well, the way they treat the fans. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. That, that's smart. I mean, I, I think... If you're a wrestler, you'd have to be an idiot to treat your fans bad because... I've run into a few. Oh, I mean, same. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's, you know... And there's certain there's certain wrestlers that don't like to treat to, to you know interact with their fans either. They kind of hide backstage. We're not mentioning any names. Yeah. <laughs> no, but hey, it's, it's all part of the business end, but... Yeah, I, yeah but I, I mean, think, that's one of the things with them is... Uh, when, uh, when we did Galilee Mania 2017... They came out three times to mingle wow. with the fans. They did the meet and greet. They did the, uh, uh, what do you call it, intermission. intermission. And at the end of the show, they were there with the fans. Well, guess what? They sold out their T-shirts. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, that's the thing. I mean, and we and we were at the show, the the last show that you had Mill at. I think I think it was the last show that you had Mill at. Yes. And, well, and two shows ago. Was that two, t- yeah, two yeah. times ago? Okay. Um, was he wearing Mil Muertos or was he Macias? He was Macias. He was Macias. Okay. Um, that's how I know him. But yeah. um, but I mean, he was out there mingling. Oh no, Macias is amazing. The first time I brought him in, 
this lady showed up and wanted to partner with me, this and that, and I listened to her. Okay. Uh, and this is a true story. She actually uh, was the one that convinced me to bring in Penta. She's, you know, like, I don't want to take a rest, this and that. And she's like, oh, that's what I wasn't willing to work with, guys. I was like, I told you the story. Right. She's like, you know what? If people don't show up, I'll pay for them. So like, all right, and I'll bring them in. Uh, no so she was supposed to take care of his plane ticket. Some got screwed up. She didn't make a long story short. <laughs> so I ended up having to buy an expensive plane ticket and send him back. But we did so good the night before I didn't give a shit. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so then she's like, I'll make it up for you because you're bringing Messias. I'll take care of his plane ticket. Right. So, all right, I let her take care of it. Guess what? Messias calls me at 6 in the morning from Mexico City. He's like, I'm at the airport. I don't have a ticket. Oh, oh no. Oh, shit. Uh, like, you know, let me see. Someone was supposed to buy it. So I end up like, you know what, I found one, but you're going to have to go to Houston and then to Chicago. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll be there. Okay. I buy him the ticket. He lands in Houston, hits the storm hits. Oh, man. Plane tic- planes are behind at least three, four hours. We have a packed house, and this plane doesn't get into Chicago until 8.30 oh, wow. on Sunday night. He used to get to the arena until after 9. Right. Okay, the show started at 5.30. Oh, crap. Oh, man. People waited. But he's been at the airport since uh, 4 in the morning. Wow, that's so a long time. So he shows day. up, I'm like, he's going to be pissed. Right. He shows up, I said, you know what, are you hungry? And I'm like, you know what, let's get the show over with, and then we'll talk. Don't worry about it. Right. So he showed up, he's Russell Marche one-on-one. He got dressed, came out, fans were still waiting. Uh, he had his match. He still hung out with the fans for another half hour, 45 minutes. Wow. Then he's like, let's go eat now. That's a pro. And that's a pro. Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't mad at all. That's amazing. And then, then guess what happened? Next morning... The lady was supposed to cover his plane ticket. I got the itch. I said, I mean, it would, she, would she do this again? So I got up at 6 in the morning. I checked the flight. I called. I was like, this plane ticket was never paid for. Oh, no. Stuck with another expensive ticket to send them back. So I called Messias. I said, Messias, you know what? You got to get up. This happened, this, this, and that. But he was cool. as Whatever since then, he's like, bring me in on Saturday night. I don't want to go through this again. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but luckily, the last few times he's come in, I've had other promoters that want him on Saturday. Nice. So they fly him in. I send him back. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we split the cost. That's what I've been doing with a lot of the guys. That, 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 that helps, yeah. I mean, uh, people don't realize it's expensive to bring these oh, guys in. Right. Yeah. I've thought about them before. Like, you know, when you bring guys in, I mean, plane tickets are not cheap. And no. And then plus what they make. Of course. I mean, like, you know, I was telling you about Galimania. We did $40 tickets. We yeah. had a packed house. I barely broke even. Right. But, you yeah. know, that was the fan in me that kind of screwed up. I didn't need extra guys, and I did that day. But Yeah, I mean, but you got the paydays. You got the travel. Yeah. So. But, uh, you know, it's an experience. I mean, I think I got to a point, I think, over the last three, four years, I haven't lost any money. That's and It's not, it's not a bad deal. Yeah. Actually, I've been, for the first time in a long time, I can say I've been... Making a little extra money on the shows. Yeah, that's great. Solid Valley dogs. Yeah, well, the Valley <laughs> do good. <laughs> they're over. They're they're over. Yeah, that, that's that, that that takes care of some bills. Yeah. But uh, you know, even the festivals, we've gotten really popular. The festivals. I mean, the, the, the uh, you know, we were going to stop doing festivals. Yeah. But they wanted us so bad, they finally they upped the prices and they said, okay, here we'll take care of you guys. So it's <clears> awesome. Festivals seem like a great thing for your companies because you guys are getting paid to be there. Yeah, but you know what? They're a little more work. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's... You guys do Ravinia a lot, right? Every well, year, Ravinia has been two years. Ravinia's amazing. Yeah. That one, I'm never going to give up. <laughs> <laughs> they, they take care of us. We show up with the ring. They got guys there to unload it. Beautiful. And we pick it up. There are guys there to load it. Oh, that's great. They, this year, they gave us our own little section, our own tent, everything. No, Ravinia, I can't complain. You know what? 
The only one I don't really like, and it's not that I don't like the they they treat us good, but at Taco Fest there's never anywhere to dress. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. you're you're right on the street. Yeah, I mean, well, more than mine is the same thing, but they kind of try to find a way to accommodate us. Yeah, yeah. At Taco Fest they're like, we'll pay you good, but take care of yourself. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, we've been doing <laughs> I think Taco Fest for five years or six years. Okay, wow. Well. Uh, I don't know it was that long. Uh, yeah, we've been part of it since it started. Okay. Mole de Mayo, we've been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. I've never been to Mole de yeah. Mayo. And I was going to give that one up a few years ago, and I didn't because I, I get along with the guy. The two guys that run it are really cool. And uh, they're the ones who actually hooked us up with Talia Hall. So in the long nice. run, it was a win-win situation. It worked out. I don't know if you've been to Talia Hall yet. Yeah. I haven't uh, been oh, yet. Oh, yeah, you, you were there already. I, right? I, I, don't, I, don't th- I wasn't there for a show, but I've been to Talia Hall. Okay, you got to be there for a show. Yeah. The production is amazing. I mean, the guys feel like they're in Arena Mexico. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the way they, they go. Uh, the second time was uh, the first time they went out of their way. Nice. Yeah, oh, and it gives you that little, it gives you that underground feel. And I'm sure everyone, I'm sure everyone gets up a little more for for those Talia Hall shows, man. Oh yeah, yeah. well, when we did the first Talia Hall show, everybody's uh, Facebook uh, profile was a Talia Hall picture. Of course, because <laughs> they were coming down the ramp with the big lights and everything. Yeah, I That's mean, awesome. I mean, the boys and girls they feel good about it, right? Yeah. So I mean, right now it looks like we're going to be doing about two or three shows at Talia Hall. Awesome. In 2019? Yeah. Well, obviously. No, yeah. actually the beginning of 2019. Nice. nice. And Cicero Stadium's coming. Oh, man. That's, oh. A, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Well, we count on us to be there. Yeah. Man. You got uh, you got any other ones? I mean, uh, I, I, I know we're... I think I think we covered everything that yeah. uh, that uh, I wanted to ask, um, and I think we got all the, all the other questions in. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, we'd like to give you the opportunity to promote. Um, uh, let us know where you can be found on the internet. Well, babe, Facebook's the way to go, I guess. Uh, Fa- Facebook's everything, man. Yeah, Gali Lucha, Gali Lucha Libre, or Lucha Libre Chicago. That's us, all three of them. Right. Yeah, That's so all. pretty much when you, if you put Google Lucha Libre Chicago, I think we pop up like for 100 pages. So I said, you got Lucha Libre <laughs> Chicago, man. Yeah, uh, like I said, I didn't realize I didn't really start counting until we were like at three hundred. Okay. But. Uh, <laughs> how, how many? You're like, yeah, there's been a lot. Four hundred sixty-two, you said. No, thirty. The one coming up is four thirty-two. Wow. Four thirty-two. Yeah. Damn. But uh. Um, that, that's that's impressive, man. Yeah, I don't think any indie company's done that like in that time frame, okay. except for uh, well, I can't really say. Well, all we I guess all we gotta say then is uh you know. Five hundred is gonna be around the corner, so you better uh, have something. Well, if we're not if we're not famous by five hundred, fuck this shit. It's over. Yeah. He's, he's, you're, giving, you're giving it away. Hey, like this says, uh, like let's get rid of this. You're giving it back to the Chinese buffet. Uh, yeah. Actually, you know, uh, funny story about uh, when I was finally ready to give it up, somebody was willing to buy the guy library for the first uh, seven years. No shit. Yeah. And uh, the, the the offer wasn't bad. And actually, James is like, you know what? Don't sell anything that's new. He's like, and then uh, yeah, and then it's like, and now we're like, I'm actually getting offers to make sure I keep the old stuff because if it takes off, people want to see it. Oh, okay. Nice. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, since this is coming out uh, in a few days, January, uh, I mean, January, February, I'm already jumping up. <laughs> December 9th. December 9th. Tally, Talia Hall. Uh, Ray Phoenix versus Arrow Boy versus Bandolero versus Skyted Jr. Nice. Versus Gringo Loco for the Galley title. Wow. That match is going to be insane. January 20th, we got the cage match. Nice. Which I'm hoping to have a bigger venue for that. Okay. Awesome. Okay. And February 3rd, we got the Lucha Brothers. Nice. All shows that we will be at. And uh, 
Right now, there's a possibility you'll be seeing Bandito and Flamita pretty soon. Heard it here first. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Those guys, uh, the first time I saw them was at Progress, and I see more and more and more of them, man. Oh, yeah, they, they exploded over the last year. Yeah, absolutely. So, and good for them. They're the next Lucha Brothers, and even though they're I, not brothers, but they're it. the next big Lucha stars. I believe it. I can see that. Yeah. So, but all right, man. All right. And, unless you got anything else that you want to plug, I mean, we got your dates in, and you know, you know, we're always gonna share anything you got on the page. Uh, look them up on Facebook, Gali Lucha Libre, Lucha Libre Chicago, all of it, right? Yeah. Anything. All right, man. Well, Carlos, thanks for your time. Thank you for hanging with us. I know you're a busy guy with uh, your boxing and your baseball and your lucha. Yeah. So, you know, go thanks home. for stopping in. Yeah, thanks go. a lot, guys. No problem, man. Thanks you and, uh, and you know you always you always got your seats in Galley. Just let me know ahead of time. Absolutely, man. We yes. appreciate you. Bring us home, nerd. All right, this has been let's talk about wrestling episode six with our buddy Carlos Galley, and uh, just remember. That when you're talking about wrestling, you don't have to eat tacos, but it's a lot more fun that way. Show sure is. <laughs>